This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. John! What? Red 7! I don't know what Red 7 means. Hot route! I don't. W- what is hot route? Will you just go stand on the other side, please? Down! Ready! Down! Set! Hut! 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 Hit me! Booyah! That's what we call a sack lunch! Nom, 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 nom! It's time for the Soonerscoop.com postgame show presented by Eskridge Lexus in Oklahoma City. Eskridge Lexus is the official travel partner of Soonerscoop.com podcasts. Now, here's your road crew, Jerry, Eddie, and Bob, wrapping up all the action and reaction from this week's game. All right, welcome back. It is not the post-game podcast you thought you were going to get because the Sooners lose at 48-41 to in uh, just horrific fashion here uh, in Manhattan, Kansas, Bill, family, uh, Snyder, Bill Snyder Family Stadium. Uh, and uh, I know it's not the Big 12 championship you wanted, guys, but uh, hey, Baylor versus Kansas State in Arlington. That's Woo! what Tickets. You shut your goddamn mouth. <laughs> It can't be Iowa State now. They just lost. I mean, where do where do we even begin? What a weird day in the Big 12. What a weird day in Manhattan. It was just everything about it was just strange. As we're doing this podcast, as we're setting it up ready to go, uh, Oklahoma State has – is that the final? Are they final? Yeah, I believe Ball, so. They've beat I believe Iowa Ball State. Are final. Uh, TCU has beat Texas. Fifth time in six Kansas years. Kansas State has beaten Oklahoma. Uh, and, I mean, we'd be remiss to uh, – not mention that the dead program that is Nebraska just got beat in Lincoln by Indiana. So if that makes anybody feel better. So that was every ranked team in the conference. I think we lost. can see the bug eaters from here up at the top of this press conference or press box. I don't know. It, it, no, those are just like bug those eaters are, are in that Those direction. are just topless 200 plus pound women from Manhattan. <laughs> Quite the damn party outside. Huh? Uh, well, they're getting lucky tonight because uh, the folks in Manhattan. They, they deserve to celebrate. Where, I, do you, covered, where do you even begin? I've covered this uh, program for 20 years. I've never been in Manhattan and seen a loss. This is the first time it's happened. I've been to Lubbock. I've seen it happen. I've never been. I've never seen it happen in Iowa State. I've seen it happen in Stillwater, uh, Baylor. If you I, were born in 1996, today was the first day that you have seen Oklahoma lose in Manhattan. Yeah, I mean, they, that? look, it's they deserved it. It was a great crowd today. Yes, it uh, was. It was a legit football atmosphere. Was it, it vintage Kansas State? I, that absolutely. Felt, that felt as vintage Kansas State as you can possibly get. And down on the it, field at the end, the Wabash Cannonball. That was the best that I've ever heard. Yes, that's unbelievable. First field storming I've been a part of too. Should have taken a charge. <laughs> In fact, you know what? Now that you guys say that. I think my neck kind of hurts. I think I kind of got, I, I might have got assaulted by a student out there this morning. One of the things that I thought was really interesting, and by the way, let's welcome in Jason Kersey. Hey. I'm here. I'm here. How's it going? He, uh, we he, should play some wedding chimes or some like some bells. 
former uh, podcast regular who now has his own podcast that we're not going to let him promote on here. That's fine. I wouldn't actually, expect to. Actually, you, you work for The Athletic. You do your own podcast, The Outside World. Yeah. Uh, we'll let you give it a little plug here. Oh, you don't have to do that, but thank you. Yeah, The Outside World. Uh, oh, we lost Jason's microphone. <laughs> oh, too bad. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Go no, ahead. No, 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 no. I don't need to do that. I'm thrilled to be here. I love joining you guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, but Jason, uh, let, let me let's start with you. Let's just go over this game. Uh, what was your takeaway? What was your main story on the athletic after this thing was over? Well, I mean, my my takeaway was OU is in a in big trouble for the college football playoff. I mean, they I know that they've lost before and made it, but uh, and I know that the final score, you know, ended up being it relatively a lot better close. than it really was because it was an ass kicking and it was an ass kicking. And if the, if we're to believe what the college football playoff committee says. Uh, that, that they really watch all these games and uh, that they pay attention to everything. Um, there's no way that three and a half quarters aren't going to – the three and a half quarters of game ugly – Game control. Ugly, game control. Game Jeff, Jeff Long said game control. And, um, you know, that was years before he was uh, making terrible statements about Snoop Dogg. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, he didn't make terrible statements about Snoop Dogg. He just made – he just made ridiculous statements after he brought he strippers. Made an, he made an old statement. Yeah. It was it was old. Oh, well, that's not surprising. But uh, but no, I mean they they're in big trouble. I mean because if Alabama and LSU play a close game, uh, the the loser of that game's getting in. Oh my god! And, and well, that was a, that was well, an undefeated Oklahoma. Yeah, that was <laughs> an undefeated Oklahoma. We had a big uh, argument on the podcast this, this week. This, know, this season's over. This I know. Is, and <laughs> this is, and what'd you say? What'd you say, Kersey? I side with Eddie. Yes, absolutely. Undefeated Oklahoma. Zero. We don't live in that world yeah, anymore and, well yeah it doesn't matter now it doesn't matter now it it's doesn't matter we did it that doesn't matter at all last week because that podcast is over now well Moving it just on. it was a little bit of the old as far as uh Mike oklahoma, old. yes oklahoma not yep. being able to get off on the field on third down i went back through every third down that kansas state converted they oh. converted a third and nine they converted a first and 23 you have to start there third and 17 i didn't even have the third and 23 was first and 23. I think they got it before oh, yeah, they ever yeah, got yeah, the yeah. third down. I got, I got you. I just looked at the third downs. But third and 10 twice, third and 15, third and five, fourth and six. And a lot of those went for touchdowns. Yeah. So it was it was, uh, it was, was a very poor effort, I think, from from the get-go. It seemed like Oklahoma, uh, even when they were up 10 to – was it 10 to nothing? It was 10 nothing, yeah. you 17 stu- you, seven. you have to settle for a field goal. And it wasn't a – it wasn't a dominant 10 to nothing. No, it was just a weird 10 to nothing. You, you would have a big play here, and then you'd have some negative plays, and then all of a sudden, okay, you just go ahead and get it in the end zone. I kind of referred to it as a program loss. It, there was not one bright spot in what they did today, and I think the frustrating thing for fans is this seems like it happens once a year where it, there is just an inexplicable loss. And I guess on one side, it's a positive because Oklahoma has been so oh, good over the over the. Yeah. When you say this happens at least once a year, that's like Nebraska would love it if this oh, happened. Yeah, just once exactly. It's like it, I I said it in jest after the game, but I, I tweeted it. But it's like I was I was already skeptical, but I'll be damned if Oklahoma I if they weren't going to win out for the rest of eternity. Well, it's uh, like, but at the same time, there's a reason to be pissed off or mad or whatever you want because. It was so bad. Let's, let's, this must be Jalen Hurts is supposed to make sure this stuff didn't happen. And you look at the third quarter. It doesn't quarter, matter what Jalen Hurts did. Jalen plays, Hurts, 12 yards. He wasn't going to do anything today to make up for that defense that was out there for the Oklahoma. Third, third I mean, quarter, it was back, back three. Baker three Mayfield could not have saved this team with from this defense today. They were atrocious. And here's Alex Grinch talking about uh, his disappointment after it was over. 
Uh, I, I thought we lost our composure, and I got to look at myself in, in, in that way. You know, what, what can what can I do better to put them in, in uh, uh, you know, whether it's a call or, or you know, how are we handling on the sideline? Are, you know, do, do you uh, do you charge them up on the sideline? Do you tell them to, to relax and, and stick with it? You know, whether they need to hear in those moments. Um, but but yeah, just the, the lack of poise, the, the lack of uh, you know, in, in the end, uh, you know, not making. Not making plays, um, you know, and, and so wh why is that? Again, it always comes back to coaching. Why, why, why do you get a couple third down stops early that are negated by penalties? Once again, and again, it's coaching. So we're either uh, we, we must be allowing that, and so that's something that we got to do. Uh, obviously, a better job of, but uh, no, I'd say poison, ultimately execution, and, and like I said, it all comes back down to me. And Bob, I'll throw it to you. I mean, Alex Grinch was the same guy that we see every day, you know, at practice when we talk to him. Uh, and I don't think we expected anything less, uh, but he, I mean, he was a guy that really didn't have any answers, even in the post game. Yeah, and this was the first time where we saw one bad play snowball. And, you know, we've seen so many times they've had singular bad plays or a bad drive here or there, but then bounce back. Well, I, you know, obviously, for, you know, from uh, the sorry. Point, <laughs> uh, Alex Grinch is, he's, he's talking Alex, over you. He's coming shut over up, the Alex. top. I'll, I'll come at him Monday. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing. And, and you talk about, you know, not having the horses or whatever, or letting things snowball on you. Parnell Motley getting ejected from the game. I mean, that is horrible in this situation, in this environment, as good so as this he, crowd was. So did he was. kick a guy? I, twice, I, I haven't seen I still haven't him. seen it. Apparently he kicked the guy twice. The touchdown that made it 17-14 <laughs> Sooners. I mean, he's a senior. What, what are you doing? Exactly. They that, didn't bring right. Jordan Parker with, so you were down to Jaden Davis and Trey Brown to play every single snap from that point forward. And then they lose the Larry and Turner yell to, I assume, a concussion. You took his assume helmet away. they took his helmet away. What? And, and here's Lincoln Riley after it was over on, on those situations. Lincoln, do you have an update on DeLaren? And how much did Motley's injection hurt to the secondary? Well, it, it, I mean, losing two secondary starters was, was a big deal. There's no <coughs> doubt about it. it. It limited some things we could do, and they've been two solid players for us. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll come back and reevaluate him. He wasn't able to come back. Um, uh, and then, uh, yeah, and then, and then obviously losing Motley, lost his composure there on the sideline, and uh, you know there's there's no room for it. It hurt our team. And here again is uh, Alex Grinch, Alex Grinch, not giving any excuses about it, but uh, talking about his depth issues. Well, I, you know, obviously, for, you know, from a depth standpoint, first off, nobody cares, you know, how many corners we bring with us. But uh, in, in the end, we got we got to we got to respond obviously better. Uh, lost uh, Delaren uh, there as well in the, in the second half, and you know guys that, that when their numbers called got to go out there and play, and we got to do a great job preparing them to to, to execute uh, uh, at a higher level. I thought uh, uh, for the most part, and from a secondary standpoint, I think the the order of the day was was you know consistently being a step away, consistently, um, whether it was a, a zone coverage concept, whether it was a man coverage concept. Uh, we found ourselves in, in, in that way, and I'm in charge of it. And so we got, we got to find a way to, to hold up better. And, guys, we haven't seen a team attack Oklahoma secondary down the middle of the field this year. They've tried on the corners. Uh, they've tried to go you know deep on the sideline. But this was just an assault on the safeties down the middle of the field today. It, it seemed like, a, what is it, a death by a thousand cuts or whatever? Because mm -hmm. you just knew it. Like, as, soon right. as, as soon as – thank you. I was the only one on my game today. I, by the way, I shot an unbelievable game. Had Did a you? really good I'm day down on the field. To sights and sounds that nobody was going to want to watch. Nobody will care about. But it was really good. I, it just, 
there was nothing like crazy about it. And I think that's the most frustrating thing is, is they just got run over. Oh. Like there was nothing that Kansas state did. That was, there was no trickeration. Exactly. Really. It was just they right at harder. It, it mean, was, it was so vintage. Like I, I swear to God, Bill Snyder, if he wanted to, could have jerked off the entire second half because <laughs> it was that beautiful. Hey, I'm sure for him. Look at this. You want to know how, how just much better they were today? 426 total yards for Kansas State. 213 rushing, 213 passing. Yeah, it was it was it was perfect. It was vintage what this program was basically built on. Like Clyde uh is it Chris Kleinsman? Chris Kleinsman. 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 There is no Kleinman. S. No Kleinman. S in his name at all. No S. Chris Kleinman. But not Hyman. Not Hyman. No. Okay, good. That's Tom Herman. He uh nice, Bob. That was a good one. It 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 was it was it was a uh it was it was a thorough ass beating, and I, I don't think there's ass. like any way. There's no other way to say it. Like hell of a comeback. The we'll get into the onside. I'm sure that was weird to say the least, but it kind of went in line with everything that happened today in Manhattan. Third, thirty eight minutes of time of possession. This is exactly the what they wanted. No, yeah. it was it was ex everything that they said. Thirty eight oh eight to twenty one fifty two. That was the difference. It's unbelievable. They kicked their ass, but here's the thing. We're we're everybody's going to be talking about the defense and rightfully so, but we cannot let Lincoln Riley off the hook here. The offense played like shit too. Well, in in the second the and third shocking, quarter, what's the most shocking thing of all? In, that? in their second and third quarters, they didn't score any touchdowns. That's I mean that's a huge reason why they lost the game. Kennedy Brooks and Trey Sermon combined for six carries. They didn't have the ball though. That's another problem. But I see, mean, he said we couldn't give him. When I asked him about that, he said we can't give him carries late because we're trying to come back. Right. But that doesn't explain. Earlier in the game, I mean, think about the the play that caused them to take the lead. They call that he calls that ridiculous when they have a twenty to seventeen lead with about a minute left in the first half. Calls that ridiculous uh, reverse pass to Nick Basquin interception. K State scores three plays later, takes um, the lead, and they that, never give it up again. I will say hey, though, wait, like, that, here's here's Lincoln on that running back situation you mentioned. Jason Kersey. Yeah, I mean it's definitely. You know, it got tough there at the end of the game just with the scenario of having to score a bunch um, and in a short amount of time. So that obviously was a factor. Um, but, yeah, we didn't, we didn't run the ball the way that, that we're accustomed to running it from the tailback position. They're two of the best running backs in the Big 12, maybe yeah. the country, and they had six combined carries. Real and that, is, that is inexcusable. Absolutely, 100% agreed. I will say the Basquin trickeration there before halftime, it turns out bad. It hit Rambo in the goddamn chest. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what else. Right, right, but but it even pops if, up in the air. It, yeah, sure, but the the I mean the the play didn't work because they wanted to go downfield with it. Sure, but they were still going to move. The, they were still yes. going to move the sticks though, weren't they? Were they yeah. not? I yeah, mean, that was going to be a first yep. down. I'm just you got to catch that. You got to catch you that. Catch but that. also, you could just give the damn sure. ball to Trey Sermon or Tony sure. Brooks. I don't think that you'd do it in that situation though, because there was under what a minute and a half left. But I. I now, any other any other spot there? I mean, giving six carries to the running back in this game is ridiculous. When was I, the last time OU had a game where the running backs got six carries? And what's the first thing that Riley always says? Like everything that they do offensively is predicated on being able to run the ball. He hasn't been that well. It's not that he hasn't been that way, but look, Lincoln Riley has a real problem in that Jalen Hurts is taking away all the runs from his quarterback or from his running back. Is that is that a is that a like I don't want to say selfish, but like is he just keeping the ball and not giving it? Like I would like to know 
I from think, a well, coaching standpoint, should he be giving the ball to the running back more? I think it's almost like just as him as a play caller, he probably thinks, okay, well, we just picked up this much on the ground. So let's go to the air now. Like it's sure, no, I think he does. I think it's screwing with his head a little. I bit. think he does, but at the same time, don't you think that? I guess what I'm trying to say is is Jalen hurts forcing the issue, and like I I kind of laughed about it because somebody brought it up on the board, but it kind of got the wheels in motion in my brain as far as like is, does Jalen hurts have a little maybe a little hint of Russell Westbrook? Like he tries to do too much. In the no, end, or, I, I think or that's keeping, a fair comparison. Or keeping the ball really in do. his hands, I really think that's a fair comparison. Like I, I laughed it off, and I was about to like kind of make fun of him to to you guys, and then I kind of thought about it. And it's like if he maybe the he problem should. is the problem is he's not checking away from a run, yeah, and then running it himself. Sure, he's dropping back for passes and just leaving the pocket, and and they still have design runs. I mean, there were plays today that worked where they you could tell they were design runs for Jalen Hurts, but the problem is. You're, you're, Lincoln's calling all these pass plays and they're not working and Jalen's taking the ball and it's, it's producing some ground game for him, but he, he's not coming back to the traditional ground game. He's no, just not. No. You look at the third quarter with the six plays for 12 yards. It's Brooks and Sermon combined for one carry. The very first play, Brooks went for five yards and then they were never seen from again. It's just, you know, they put himself into that hole and then didn't let themselves dig out of it with the running game initially to where it got to 48-23 and you couldn't go to that. But when it's, tw- what what was it, uh, 27-23, you can lean on the run game still. Even 34-23, you can try to run. They just didn't do it. Yeah, and because the 34-23, I mean, that happened so quickly out of the first half. Well, you said you hold them to a field goal out of the right. halftime mm-hmm. and then... Uh, I couldn't. Then you I go couldn't. Three and out offensively. No, it was the fumble, right? No, 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 no. They went three and out. Yes. Then they scored. Then the fumble. Correct. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, was, was from wrong? about the seven minute mark. I mean, uh, the from about the yeah, I'd say seven minute mark of the second quarter to about the nine minute mark of the fourth quarter. That's probably the worst Oklahoma has played in. I, I mean, ten years. A long time. Where the hell was Ramondre Stevenson? He was here. I, was I, he here? I definitely was charted a, him in the pregame. That was about about. to be my next question. Was he even here? Because I don't yeah. think he got stepped on the field. No, I was, he was up. He doing may have been the, on special Well, teams. shit, he wouldn't have gotten the ball anyway, so why does it matter? You're yeah, right. If you can't <laughs> give Kennedy Brooks more than three carries, you're not giving Ramondre Stevenson three. So. Oh, man. It was just it, – it was – That's what I mean. I, I, just, I had some PTSD flashbacks with the defense, though. I just think people oh, yeah. need to – I mean, the defense is, certainly deserves a lot of blame, and they definitely backslid today. But that offense was, was really sure. – Really to blame for a lot of this. The only bright spot, really, if you really want to just be blunt about it, the only bright spot was Burkish. Uh, I mean, <laughs> the goddamn kicker had a had an excellent day. Or, uh, I think they have a kicker. How did Callum Sutherland win that job? Yeah, that's true, well, I too. mean, Burkish missed two kicks to start the season. I mean, he, he missed his first two kicks this year. He has Bur- not no, he did. missed a kick. Sutherland, missed a kick. Sutherland missed two kicks at the okay, beginning of the season. Well, then you must have been eight. drinking with Sutherland. I mean, you look look what Gabe did. We are Scottish. He set his career high twice with a 44 and a 50, and then he hit the big one to make it by seven to even hey, give them a chance. I was standing next to you, and we both were like, he he might miss this one. This is a lot of pressure. So, 
Look, I, I don't stand with Kersey on this. I mean, I the defense was so putrid today for me. I, I can't blame the offense. I mean, are there issues with the offense? Yes, but there are every week. We pick a – where's Grant Calcaterra? Why aren't they throwing it to the tight end? Trey Sermon, when's he ever going to get the ball? Is he hurt? I mean, we find things to pick at with the offense. They're still scoring at a relatively high clip. They were not good today, but the defense could not get Kansas State off the field. They couldn't – you know, every time the offense took the field today, to me – they felt too much pressure because the defense sucked. I mean, it, it was – and Kansas State was great offensively. Like I said, I, you know, I, we're sitting here in their house, so I feel like we have to give them a little credit. But, I mean, they played harder. They were more physical on both sides of the line, I felt like, today. Yeah. Uh, there was times in the first half, Eric Swenson might have been the worst player on the field yeah, out no. of everybody that was out there. So, I, look, but the offense to me, if they get better support from their defense – we're not sitting here talking about an OU loss. I, no, I just probably not. But I mean, they average less than four yards a carry. That is not. Yeah, but I they mean, still at halftime they were averaging ten yards a play. Yeah, and they still almost average ten yards a play. I'm just saying that some of this stuff is very questionable. But I just I'm just that proponent of the offense that we find something to gri- you know gripe about about them every week, and we can't. I know, I, I know, and that's true about the Calcaterra thing, or why didn't CD Lamb getting the ball when they're winning by yeah. forty? But when they lose a game and the two running backs who are stars only have yeah. six carries. I think that's almost in a little bit, and I, I think in a way, like we've been so conditioned. I not stand with Kersey. Well, I'm going to get after me you. On. I'm going to get after you a little bit, Kersey. But I think it, it, it's almost kind of a product of what we've become, or the way that we've watched games, though, because the defense has been so bad. You just expect this offense to score every time they get the ball, which is incredibly ridiculous on our part to even think that that is an option out there but it, it is a little bit of it it's kind of like the the loss thing with Oklahoma it's like it just doesn't happen a whole lot I, I there was somebody in the postgame press conference that um I think he was one of the student reporters or something but he was asking like because we only got the captains after the yeah. game mm-hmm. it's like does this normally happen after a loss and like it I, I thought about it for a second it's like holy shit this kid has never covered he's covered teams <laughs> for a year and he's never he's never even gone through a losing postgame yeah. press conference so I kind of think like the the offensive thing I guess what I'm trying to say in a roundabout way is I put a lot more on the defense and the way that they That's play fair. as opposed to the offense but I think it's just kind of the way that we've been conditioned to watch games okay we, we've we've talked about the offense and the defense uh, both of them had you know their their issues today I think there's one thing that we haven't talked about uh, that a lot of people want to hear from or, or they want to hear about, uh, and I think we're gonna we're gonna award that because it's a we've got our uh, our our Eskridge Lexus that we drove to the game today, beautiful uh, 2019 LS. I'm gonna tell you about that, but let's do this real quick. Eskridge Lexus is all about embracing the best. That's why they are the official travel partner of the SoonerScoop.com podcasts. So it's time for us to recognize the Sooners best with our Eskridge Lexus player of the game. All right. uh, I don't want to do like what a network show would do, which is take the one really good play and try and sugarcoat it and make it like, oh, everything was, you know, this was just such a great play, even though it was, you know, a loss. Like you would normally, they would probably give that play to CeeDee Lamb for the 70 yard touchdown. Uh, But the play of the game. Giving it to MF somebody? No. They wouldn't do that on the network. No, no. Okay. No. Um, I'm going to say the play of the game is the onside kick that happened late because it decided the outcome eventually of the game. Uh, it. A lot of people are confused about exactly why it was ruled or not ruled a certain way. Uh, Reggie Smith was the head referee, and uh, 
I, I'll really give it up to. Um, I cannot think of the Tulsa World. Kelly, Kelly Hines. Hines. Kelly Hines. Uh, she worked really hard to uh, get comment from that as a pool with reporter. No, with no help from the home team, she which I did. thought was very strange. That was an impressive effort because I didn't think she was going to get it. And and she did get a comment. And Doesn't it sound was, like the Big Twelve helped her out either. No, and Bob Bowlesby was here today. Um, mm, he been at sleep at the wheel for five years now. So uh, what if Bob Bowlesby just burst in the door? It's like, is that horns up for peace, guy? <laughs> I'd say, Bob, with all due respect, get the fuck out. We're recording a podcast. I have to edit this. We're, n- We're on right. the road. <laughs> it's hard to edit. All right. Well, that, you just asked what I'd say. That's what I'd say. All right. Uh, so, but anyway, it was explained. Basically, you can read the rule all you want. They basically said that they did not. I have it if you want me to. They did not. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter. People can read it for themselves. Nobody understands why they did what they did. But essentially, it says that they did not see uh, another player, you know, interfere with Bridges when the ball hit him. Which, or that he, which is the, so The, the oh, comment from the Big 12 was basically, we're not going to answer your question. That's that's yeah. the translation. Well, the no, video I th- shows. I don't think that was the translation. I, I think he's saying that he didn't think anybody blocked him into Right, it. right. Yes. Exactly. Which, which he's saying the rule is this. This is the rule. If someone is yeah. blocked into... Uh, a, a a ball that is a free kick, a free kick. That's what we're talking about. The it, the rules were applied to free kicks. It, 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 the rule states that if someone is blocked into a free kick, it is considered that he did not illegally touch it. Right. So he's what he's doing. He said, "This is the rule. We did not interpret that this happened." But he's wrong. Which I is agree. wrong. Which is incredible that you go back and you look at something, and for them to come back and say that. It Change basically the didn't happen. Overrule what they ruled on the field, like. And I guess before we even delve all the way into this, it has to be said, like, it should have never come down to this. You're a 23 sure, point favorite. Yeah. It should never come down to this. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. But when you do come back in the fourth quarter and you do apparently have a chance to what everybody thought would or it appeared to have get the ball back and go have a chance to win the game. It has to be talked about, and it will be talked about for the next two weeks. Here's, here's real quick. Here's Lincoln Riley on it after the game. More situation uh, up at Baylor, uh, I think my first year, um, and they onsided it, uh, and I don't know. That that was the play that kept coming back to my mind because I, they they engaged our player first, and then the ball hit our player, and it definitely hit him before. Uh, I think it's Trajan. It definitely hit him before the 10-yard, but I was certainly under the impression that if they engage your player into it, that that there's no illegal touching. And, if I, again, I may be wrong on the Baylor deal, but that's I know the Baylor one was very, very similar a few years ago up in Waco, and uh, and they ended up giving Baylor the ball. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Go back. I mean, it was a 50-50 call. It didn't go our way. And they watched that replay a lot in, yeah. in 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 the stadium, even. Yeah, I thought I thought just because when we had a bad angle, we were down in the we end did. zone. We had a terrible looking angle. up. I thought that um, that the ball didn't even hit Bridges, but I was obviously wrong about that. But um, but it was a bad call. I mean, should o- <laughs> OU just has bad luck with refs and onside kicks when they're on the road? <laughs> I tweeted during the game: get Gordon Reese into the replay booth immediately. <laughs> Well, it, I'll say this. I, you know, there was a play, the fumble when TJ Pledger had it and Braden Willis is walking around with the ball, like he didn't recover that. Like right. it, they awarded it to Kansas State, and I thought justifiably so. 
Uh, but like you said, this is another one of those. And Eddie said it. You shouldn't be in that position in the first place. So you really don't have a whole lot of re- like. I don't think this is like the Oregon deal. Like he doesn't deserve that, or even the Texas Tech deal. You know, with the stretching over the goal line, or the Danny Amendola, you know, right. phantom, you know, fourth down well, pickup the, the, and all that. How they played for three and a half quarters is, I mean, for the standards that they've set around this place, and this place being Norman, it's like it's unacceptable. That they played awful. Well, in the Oregon game and the Texas Tech game, you can make the case those two plays, those two calls directly impacted the result of the game. Oregon went on to score whatever. And this, we don't know what OU would have done. They couldn't have even, they did, couldn't score a touchdown on the drive before. So maybe they wouldn't have got in. We don't know. Well, uh, that is your Eskridge Lexus play of the game. I want to remind you guys, uh, Eskridge Lexus, great title sponsor of our postgame podcast, the reason we can bring it to you each and every week, and the reason we take time to uh, do it like we're doing now in the, in the postgame press box, get it up uh, before we head back home. Uh, they set us up with a lovely uh, 2019 Lexus LS this weekend. It's the big sedan. One of the guys always enjoy it. Uh, Eddie enjoy, he's, Eddie's got like his own like information center. I have my own command center back yeah. there. I've been It's crazy. You should see the things that I've been doing back there when you guys aren't turning around. <laughs> Wait a minute. Well, they have to resell this car, Eddie. Okay. Uh so but yeah, Might I have mean, to wash run it through the uh the uh car wash again. We've already done that once. <laughs> Ed, we'll tell you about it when we get back. Uh but no, anyway, uh there's a, you know, it's kind of the change over time right now, so they've got uh, a lot of 29. They've got over 10 different 2019 Lincoln or Lexus LSs on the lot, Lincoln Riley's. Uh, I don't, he drives a Lincoln, I think. He doesn't drive a Lexus. We got to fix that, maybe. Lincoln, Ed, you need to come that. in, turn your car in on Monday. Ed, we got to get brother. on that. Uh, but he's got 10 different models uh, on the lot right now, over $12,000 off. Uh, tell them that you're listening, listener to the Sooner Scoop podcast or Sooner Scoop subscriber, and they will get you taken up. But uh, EskridgeLexus.com, uh, go check them out online and check out that inventory. It's on there of the Lexus LS if you're looking for a great luxury sedan. So thanks to Ed and thanks to all the folks at Eskridge Lexus for sponsoring the podcast and uh, sending us to Manhattan. So bye week coming, guys. Uh, it's not going to be pretty. Not going to be pretty around Sooner Scoop. Probably not going to be pretty around the athletic email uh account well it just it (laughs) bye weeks during the like this portion of the season always suck but i would have to imagine they suck even more when whoever you know whether you're a fan or whether you cover the team or whatever uh you have to go through two weeks of like not filling that void next weekend yeah i mean that was uh that was one of the things that the guys after the game got asked a lot is whether they'd rather Go play another game. Nobody really bid on that question, but I gotta believe schedule a game next week. But I gotta believe they wish they were playing next week because that's a long time to stew on something like this. It was just ugly. You know what's funny is Iowa State will be coming off of a bye as well, Bob, and they just lost too. (laughs) But no, that's when I always say, if you have any good recruiting news, throw it out there now. This is when you you need some positive momentum. I don't think there's anything out there. I think soon they're doing a good job of leaning toward getting some top guys here, but I don't think it'll happen in this next week, week and a half when they can really use that boost. I don't know if it's if it's necessary such a negative from defensive standpoint because you show people that you played seven games where you pretty well, and then you showed a game where two guys got kicked out and you got your butts kicked. I mean, it's almost like, you know, it's, look, we're doing better. We just need more bodies. I mean, I think that's kind of the selling job that they're doing to Dante Manning right now, probably Josh Eaton as well. Well, that's yeah. what I was going to ask you guys. You guys know more about recruiting than me. Is 
is what is what does a guy like Dante Manning think after a game like that? Because I think it always is one of those things that, and Bob, you could you definitely be able to tell us more. But I tell this to everyone. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I tell this to everyone. High school kids lose games. Like yeah. they understand. Like people always act like, oh well, they 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 didn't. They're all decommitted. They didn't get to the playoffs, and it's over. Or how many recruits are going to decommit? Like high school kids lose games all the time. They understand losing a game. They understand why it happens. I mean, it's not a foreign concept. They don't expect like fans do that every team is going to win every game. There, I'm sorry. Well that- said. <laughs> No, well, I mean that, that's what I was gonna I mean, say. That, that's fair. I just wonder, you know, we we hear about how recruiting or how the defensive recruits are starting to really believe in what Alex Grinch is doing, and it's helping pick things up. And then something like this happens. Yeah, I, I think it would be more detrimental if uh, they lose three of the next four or something. Yeah, because and, and look and look bad and look yeah. bad doing it. Because then you question. Are they doing the right thing? Yeah, what you point to is you could be the difference maker. You see that we only had three corners here. One of them it gets hurt or ejected. That's how thin we are. You come in, if you're as good as you believe you are, you can be a starter from day one. You guys would be able to tell me better, but uh, just I, I couldn't tell because I was down on the field, obviously, doing video and stuff. But it seemed like the front seven just got pushed around today. Yeah. Like Ronnie Perkins, Neville Gallimore, Kenneth Mann, Q Overton. Q I, Overton I thought played, played well. Really well, yeah. My but thought. I mean, that was the only bright spot. What what happened to those guys today? Because going they were just in, increased inside. Going, Kenneth, going Kenneth in, Murray th- got his legs taken out so yeah. many times. Is that? It seemed like he was not around the ball at all today. I, you I, know, I, I think Garen Emig from the Tulsa World even mentioned it on Twitter, just as far as like. They have completely eliminated Kenneth Murray. Today. I know. And after the season he's had and after all the praise, which he's deserved, I mean, man, it was it was weird. It was weird to see him like that again, you know? I would say after the game, Kenneth Murray was the guy that we talked to in the interview room that was probably the most resolute after this. I don't know if you'd say. I mean, the, that yep. seemed to really take this the hardest. Here's, some, here's a, a little bit example of that. How confident are you? extremely confident because I mean it's 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 if push comes to shove the way the world on my shoulders I want the way of the world on my shoulders and so as a leader of this defense we're gonna get it fixed I, I, I'm gonna tell you that ain't gonna be no you know going down the stretch and you know back-to-back bad games and stuff that we've seen in the past no this is different you know we had one bad Saturday who oh, that's life move on we're gonna get this thing fixed Kersey was laughing. I'm just um, laughing at Aber. Are you laughing at Ryan Aber? Uh, uh, well, Aber asked him a question, and can you get it fixed? And he goes, or are you confident? He says, yes. And Aber goes, why? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's what you have to do. I know, but he it didn't was, make him it, answer. It was just the funny way. He, it was just, <laughs> I, even in that moment, I was sitting next to him or behind him when he did that, and I, and I wanted to laugh even then. And I did think, you know, Jalen Hurts, he was a little different today in the postgame. I mean, like, I think Eddie had joked, like, what if he just came in there and said, all right, I'm going pro, see you guys. It didn't work out. Well, it just, I, I think everybody was a little bit, in a way, stunned with how bad they played, with how poorly they played. And I, I, I think that we say that, and that's given a little bit of a head nod to Kansas State. They came out and whooped their ass. Like, there's, I, I think that sometimes teams lose games and you can get upset, you can get mad about it because of the way that they lost. I don't really think you can get too upset about the way they like they got their ass kicked it's 
college football. That they happens got their sometimes. Ass kicked and they actually made it look respectable to people sure. who didn't watch the well, game, the, which the, is like a last, feed in and of itself. The last nine minutes of the fourth quarter, if you turned that on, you would have thought Oklahoma was going to come back and win this game. They had 220 yards in the final 12 minutes of the game. Jesus. Wow. And what, I guess 75 of that came on the... How far was the uh, C.D. Lamb touchdown? 70. 70, and then an 85-yard touchdown drive. And that's what I mean. Where were they in the second and third quarter? Well, when you don't don't pick up first downs, you don't move the sticks. Well, let's face (laughs) it. When C.D. Lamb ran that 70-yard touchdown, that was one of the greatest efforts I've ever seen He's had a lot of those this year. Like, it was... It was he was not going to be brought down. Uh, here's a little bit of Jalen Hurts, just so you can uh, get an idea of kind of what his mood was like after the game. Jalen's forty-eight to twenty-three. Uh, I know a lot of people watch on TV are like, "Are these guys going to get blown out of the building?" What kind of on the field with your teammates? What are your what's your thought process there? And um, you know, and then of course you get the big seventy-yard um, play to CD. Just kind of, can you talk about that comeback that you saw? Whatever spark we had. Um, Resurgence we had, whatever you want to call it, it wasn't enough. Yeah, it was not enough, and um, I'll do better with my leadership. You know, it's, it, 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 you can't leave anything on the table no 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 longer. So we got to attack it. We got to get our minds right. We got to take the right approach. No casualness at all. Um, just have the right intent as a football team. Appreciate everyone. You never know how or when it could be your last. I was very somber, Jalen Hurts, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't really know where he was going with it when he said appreciate everyone. I, I was like, what? I think he was trying to figure out where he was going at that point. Yeah. Well, so was I. I was trying to figure out where he was Because he's going pro. He's appreciating everyone. You never know when I'm going to go pro tomorrow. That could have been. Yeah, one of those GD. See, I saved myself. Uh, one of those NCAA commercials when somebody's going pro other than sports. <laughs> I think he's going to get drafted at this point. No, he probably will. It just, it, it was, uh, I, I thought, you know, even Riley brought it up during the post game as far as there were points in that second quarter where Oklahoma maybe could have not necessarily pulled away because it, it kind of sounds stupid saying that, knowing how the second and third quarter unfolded. But the pass interference call on Trey Brown was killer. The defensive holding on Trey Brown was killer. Like those, those plays extended drives that Kansas State was able to basically keep up with Oklahoma at that point. And I thought that that was – Rather important. I mean, you if you hold them to a field goal, if it's 17 to uh, 6 all of a sudden, uh, who knows what happens if you go down and score and you can pull away. So it was – it was I, those, were, those were moments in that game where it gets the crowd into it. It gets uh, maybe some – a little bit of a question mark in the back of some players' minds down there on that Oklahoma sideline that hadn't been in this situation before, which I think is – I kind of think is a little bullshit, but that's just me. Uh, it just it, it never came together. It, it felt like a weird day from the get-go for Oklahoma, and that, that even probably counts settling for a field goal down there on the opening drive. All right, uh, we're going to have to wrap it up. I know uh, we probably need to get out of here. We're probably the last ones in the press box. So um, I think Eddie's got to walk around to get the car because I bet the gates are closed. I can do that. I can do that. I, I think, you know, I, I don't think we're the only people in this press box. I think there's a couple 
There are uh, people from the Oklahoma beat that are probably crying in the corner or something somewhere. <laughs> I think those guys left early. Who knows? The criers. Who knows? All it, right. was, it was an interesting day in Manhattan, though, wasn't it? <sighs> it was an interesting day in the league. I think everybody's going to wake up tomorrow and just kind of be like, what the hell is going on? And they're going to feel like they have a they have a chance. I mean, it is it is October 26th. Oklahoma's going into a bye week, and Baylor is in the driver's seat. Baylor's of the Big undefeated, 12. ladies and gentlemen. Baylor's the, in the driver. Any chance Baylor is favored in three weeks when Oklahoma goes down to Waco? No, because Vegas makes the lines. Maybe. I think they may be. I thought that was a – I've been saying all year that, that that's a game they're going to lose, so – I didn't expect this. You think though. they're going to get beat in Waco? I thought they were the, before today. I think the scary thing for Oklahoma fans is that what you saw today is exactly how Baylor will try to beat OU. Yeah. That controlling the clock, getting off the field on third down, or getting Oklahoma off the I field don't think, on. I'm going to say this. I don't think Waco can uh, duplicate this environment. Why? The Baptist? or? Hey, I just don't think Waco. I don't. Oh, I, Waco has never been. The the when they played Oklahoma in, in fifteen sixteen when all their players were raping everyone, I mean like that and Blake Bell came out and just sucked it up like that was a crazy environment. Yeah, that was but that's, that was Floyd Casey. That was when it was shutting down. That's a that's the only time I can say that I've been to a, a game in Baylor and I've been like, wow, this is a really great crowd. What about? I mean, I wasn't there two years ago when Baylor was one and eleven and still almost beat OU yeah. in Waco. Yeah. That's because right? their defense sucked, and they knew to just throw it over the I, top. I, that yeah. was so because the pregame for that was nothing but old country songs, and then when they started oh, yeah. to make a run, it was all hip hop and rap. <laughs> no, but I mean, the, when, when look when Baker went down there and the Michi Flowers play, and that that was and Sterling Shepard had that great catch in the end. So that was a great game, and that was a great crowd. But I mean, I like this today reminded me of old time Texas A and M crowds when they had a chance at the end. It was a great crowd. Anyway, fun day. I don't think it was. That, I, it was still fun, but I mean, fun, it was a fun game. Fun weekend. It was. When it was a great Dante environment. Manning. It was a great environment for college football today. I would agree with that. It was. Uh, it, it was. I don't think I'd seen this place like that. No, I don't think I'd seen that place. It was. I've, I've seen you, it on TV yeah. multiple times, but it would just it. Even from uh, when we pulled in from the morning, uh, it, it seemed like it was just a strange environment as far as like no Bill Snyder is the first time that uh, Oklahoma played a, a Bill Snyderless team. And you can obviously that see was, what I happens when uh, when a, a team isn't being held hostage by a, a geriatric. Pep in your step because Bill Snyder is finally gone. Well, I'm happy for the K-State fans. I'm happy for the uh, K-State program that they're not being held hostage anymore. Right, and obviously, you can see what happened. Box, all right, all right. That's going to do and it the for Bill us Snyder family on the box. Eskridge uh, post game podcast. Uh, thanks for listening, um, boy Eddie. Uh, what? You put one on today. I'm just going to tell you. What do you mean? Uh, just, just let's just end it, can we? <laughs> All right. Thanks to Jason Kersey. Well, I was, I was thinking about this as well. No, I'm just kidding. Thanks Go for ahead. having me, Jason. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, to Bob, to Eddie, I'm Kerry Murdoch. We're getting the hell out of here. We're going home. Uh, Sooners back at it two weeks from now against Baylor. It's going to be something. So Iowa State. Iowa State. Forget it. I let's just fast forward. I don't know. This was. Oh, you can't lose next week. We'll see. Bye.